when they asked me to be on this case that we have going now, um, such a sensitive case because of the, the tender age of the defendant being 11, when they asked me, like, hey, would you consider being on this case? I'm like, me? Why me? Welcome to this episode of Defining Success. I'm your host, Shannon Schott. I'm an award-winning expert attorney, a mom to a busy toddler, and the owner of two thriving small businesses. What is success? Who is successful? And how can I achieve success? This podcast is meant to understand this concept while challenging the traditional notions of success and to inspire you, the listener, to keep working toward your own personal goals and success. With the help of some incredible guests, I hope that together we can define success. Welcome to today's episode of Defining Success. I'm really excited because today my work wife, my business partner, my co-counsel for life, Valkas Plata, is going to be on the show. This episode makes me laugh a little because it was like the lowest budget recording on my cell phone. The audio is a little bit terrible, but it's authentic. And it's Belka is really sharing um, her thoughts and um, making some really great points. So I appreciated her bearing with me. She didn't exactly know what we were doing at the time, but she was a great sport about it. Um, I wanted to fill in some gaps about Belkis because she didn't exactly tell you a lot of detail. Um, and that was probably my fault for not asking her more questions because I know all of this. But um, Belkis was born in the Bronx, New York, where she and her extended family lived in a multi-level apartment for like the beginning of her life. Her um, mother is Colombian and a lot of the Colombian side of the family lived together in this building. So she was raised with her cousins in this really tight-knit Hispanic family. And to this day, I mean, they're always together. They're always... Um, Whenever there's something going on, you know, it's like 30 people for like Tuesday night dinner. So she has a really great extended family um, that she's very close to. And that family eventually relocated um, first to Columbia for a little bit of time. And then they ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, where they settled. And and a lot of them are here locally or in in parts of Florida. Um, Jacksonville, specifically Mandarin, where she lived in the early 90s, was just a lot of land. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, but her family had a small business and they did well. Her dad was an upholsterer and her mom was the seamstress for, for the business. Um, and so when they were in Jacksonville, she lived in a nice community. They owned their own home. And um, she went to Mandarin High School. And at some point, she was in a car crash. And as a result, she hires an attorney. Um, and that attorney sent her to treat with a chiropractor, none other than my father. So she eventually gets a part-time job working with my dad, but I don't ever remember meeting her at the time. Um, She thrived academically. Her parents really couldn't afford to send her to a four-year university, but she got a scholarship with an organization called Take Stock in Children. And uh, she was recognized as the 2015 alumni of the year for that organization. Uh, She really epitomizes like what that organization stands for, which is giving kids who excel academically, but maybe just can't afford, don't have the financial means to go to college, giving them an opportunity to go. Um, and she recently spoke at one of their events for their scholars and, you know, she's really involved and very proud of her for that. Um, so she went to the University of Florida and she actually was a double gator, meaning she went to 
uh, undergrad and graduate school at the University of Florida. And unlike me during her time at the University of Florida, she actually studied and she did really well and finished undergrad in three years, then went on to grad school at UF Law. Um, And then when she got out of law school, she really hit the ground running. She didn't want necessarily to be an attorney before she went to college, but during college, she was really involved with the organization for at-risk youth. Um, And she became very interested in juvenile law. So she gets a job at the Office of the Public Defender. um, And she just got such a great reputation and became the go-to person um, for juvenile law. And even to this day, she still consults with attorneys um, who are in juvenile court. And eventually she became board certified in juvenile law, which means the Florida Bar recognizes her as an expert. Our paths cross again when I became a public defender and we kind of put two and two together and realized that she had worked for my dad. And, you know, that's so funny. But then when things went south at the public defender's office in 2013, um, we just knew that we were not being appreciated. Um, She being bilingual felt that she should be compensated because she was like constantly translating for every single, you know, other attorney. And, um, and we were doing a good job and we're getting good results. And we both kind of felt like we were not being appreciated despite the hard work we were doing. So I decided that I was going to open my law firm. I got all of the paperwork ready. I was going to go do it myself, I, which was crazy. But Belka said something to me and I kind of like a light bulb went off and I was like, Belka is so smart and so like she holds her reputation so close to the vest. She would never do anything unethical. Like she's very, very particular about things and she's very good with money. And I, at the time was not good with money. I was like swimming in credit card debt, just making stupid decisions with money. And I knew that I really needed someone who could kind of help me keep the lights on and make good financial choices. So one day, I maybe had a 10 minute conversation with her and it was it like very quickly into the conversation. She was like, I'm in, I'm going to do this. Like, let's go. Little did I know that she had like all of this savings and I had no savings and I was a newlywed, but I did have like a little bit. Um, and we, we figured that we could do this with not too much money. Um, as long as we were careful. So, you know, we pulled our money together. We did the, drew up the paperwork, created an LLC, And we were on our way. And just before we were going to give notice to our office, somebody found out because they saw some paperwork in my office and um, everyone was really mad at us for like leaving. And I don't know, it was like not a good way to end um, with the public defender's office. But you know what? We did it and we left and we started this thing and it's been great. And we've done really, really well. And I have just watched Belka's in the last nine years since we've been attorneys, just grow her base and grow her community and network. And, you know, she is a big believer in like hard work, honesty. Um, and she is definitely somebody who has, as you will hear, worked really, really hard with no support financially to, to get where she is. And she's currently, um, partner of a law firm, you know, a traffic hearing officer, which is a quasi-judicial role in Duval County, Florida. And at being asked to be a member of or a chair of or a part of 
different organizations, different cases um, with some of the most important people in our legal community. I mean, huge, like legend attorneys. And so she's going to talk a little bit about this, but she didn't tell you enough about herself in the beginning. So I figured I would fill that in. But without any further ado, here she is. First question is, who are you? Hi, yourself. Who are you? So I am Shannon's business partner. Um, I am Puerto Rican and Colombian, the youngest of three daughters. And what is your name? Belkis Plata. Okay. Anything else? Um, no, not that I can think of. All right, so that's question number one. Number two is... Somebody said that you are a successful person. That I said it. You're successful. <laughs> um, why do you think I say that? Um, possibly because of the challenges I had growing up um, and my parents' struggles. And the fact that I overcame all of those things. Um, and like what things? Um, financial hardships. Um the fact that I was the first one in my family to move away to college and first one to go to law school, first one to obviously open their own law firm. And, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Is this the guy who was murdered by his wife but they can't arrest her? Oh. Um, yeah, so your, your parents' financial struggles. Sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, educational limitations. You know, my dad had a seventh grade education. Uh, the fact that no one could help me pay for college or anything else, and I've kind of like been on my own since about 17. So I put myself through school, thankfully um, graduated, went to law school, and um, have had probably more financial success than anyone in the family, and that's allowed me to help them kind of um, get out of some circumstances that they were in. So do you identify as being successful? I do. Why or why? When I look at people around me, I think, who have had similar circumstances and have been unable to kind of grow out of those, uh, I think that the determination my parents instilled in me to want more for myself than they ever had really was a driving force to continue to work hard and set myself apart from a lot of people. Um, and even people in the legal community who I see who've had everything handed to them, you know, I, I still feel I'm more successful than a lot of them just because of... Um, the things my parents instilled in me and the want to fit in, I guess, with people who uh, had a lot more privilege than I did. Your want to fit in? Yeah. So, like, you... Okay. So, you you made choices to kind of maybe fake it till you make it and, like, no one would ever know. Right. Like, I wanted to be in a certain position and although I didn't have um, all the resources, I was going... I was determined to do it no matter what the cost. Yeah. So how do you personally measure success? Uh, I think um, education attainment is is definitely one of those things. I think you have to be educated in order to move forward in life. I know there are people who are not educated. My father was very successful and he didn't have education, but I feel like in order to do the things that I wanna do in my lifetime, education is a very big thing. being respected by legal peers, relationships that I've been able to have with judges that I think it's just crazy. Growing up, I didn't know anyone who knew a lawyer or a doctor. And like now my friends are lawyers and doctors and I can call people to ask them for advice who are like people who other 
in the community um, would see as very successful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At what point did you realize that you personally had achieved success? What was like that moment, if, it, if there was one? Uh, I would say there were probably a couple. I didn't really recognize them at that very moment. But uh, I would say I bought my first house at 20. And I think that, you know, when I was telling people, like, I did that in their reaction, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this isn't normal. Uh, graduating from law school at 24, you know, and I think mostly from my pa- my family, my parents, and then my, the rest of my families and their reactions to what I was doing, I recognized that I was doing, you know, what was right and what they all aspired me to do. Um, but I would have to say probably now where I can literally call a judge and they will make time to meet with me about my own personal questions. I think that really has shown me that, um, I've, I've put myself in a position where people are willing to like make time to speak with me. Yeah. Like almost like you're a peer. Yeah. Technically you are. Like I have cell phone numbers for judges that I would never abuse, but like, you know, they're comfortable giving me a number where I can call them in the case of, you know, if I have a question or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who is someone that you identify as being successful and why? Hmm. Someone that I would say is successful. I mean, I think there's a lot of people in my circle who are successful that I've seen kind of climb. Um, I would say very close uh, relative, my cousin Christian, you know, knowing all the struggles and maybe some of the choices he made that weren't the best, mm-hmm. he has now found success. It came at a price um, and it's taken him a longer time to achieve. Yeah. But uh, perseverance, I mean, is everything. And so I like to look at the people around me who I know had similar upbringings. And, um, you know, we kind of try to encourage each other and continue to like lift each other up because we come from families that um, struggled really hard just for the small things and now we're able to do things for our own parents and take care of them at like 30 years old yeah so cool well so now I have to interview Christian and ask him the same question (laughs) to give me a name and go full circle very good no I'm sure he'll be able to give you and I'm sure he's met a lot of people um like this weekend we were in Orlando with him and he took us out and everywhere we went, every single person knew Christian. And it's like, it's such a pleasant experience when people are happy to see you. They're like, Hey Chris, you know, and he's like, Hey, this is my cousin. Uh, and it's just a very welcoming environment. And that's how I feel like if I bring someone to court with me and I'm like, you know, this is my mom or this is my sister, this is my, you know, whoever, and they're like, oh, wow, so nice to meet you, you know? And, like, they like me, so now they want to get to know whoever I'm with. Um, yeah. And actually, okay, no, I'll tell you. The moment for success, honestly was this case that I'm working on right now. And two heavy hitters in the legal community who I've befriended over the years and who I consider to be mentors, when they asked me to be on this case that we have going now, um, such a sensitive case because of the the tender age of the defendant being 11, 
when they asked me like, hey, would you consider being on this case? And I'm like, me? Why me? Um, you know, they, they had so many options. All right, so let's name drop here. Who are these people? Uh, Hank Cox, mm-hmm. uh, Buddy Schultz, who is one, I mean, I think like every year for uh, pro bono lawyer, uh, you know, he works at his firm just kind of doing those things. And I met him in 2012 where I was struggling with a, a juvenile defendant that I had because he didn't speak English and I was like his only point of contact. And Judge Saud thought to connect me with this individual who I probably never would have been able to otherwise really meet. And since then, he's been a mentor, he's been a friend. And uh, now they're like the dream team. I mean, they represented Christian Fernandez. And so when I walk into court with these people and they're like naming the names of the people on the team and I'm the youngest one by far, I think that that showed me that I've I've made it to a really good place in my career and I'm very happy. Cool. And then what is some advice we would give to somebody who's aspiring to be a... a, can't talk a successful person uh i would say that you can't let your circumstances um determine what you will be or when you will be it i think a lot of people are like oh i have to work you know i can't go to school i don't have the time and then time gets away from them and before they know it they're 20 30 40 with kids and married and they've put their self on the back burner and i think you have to put yourself in the forefront regardless of what you have going on in your life because time is fleeting and we can never get it back. And so long as you, you know, you put in the hard work now and then you will reap benefits in the future, but you have to stay determined. You have to set a goal and work towards that goal. You know, long nights, nights where you don't sleep, nights where you don't eat, you know, you have to put in the work to be able to uh, be successful. And in all terms, I mean, I don't just mean financial success, you know, it puts you in places to meet people who, will help you meet other people. My mom always told me it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's the truest thing I've ever heard. The reason I got my first job at the PD's office was because of who I knew. They were in a hiring freeze. They still gave me a shot because of the other lawyers that I had had the benefit to, of meeting when I was in law school. Yeah. So just work really, really hard and then you can play really, really hard later. Exactly. Cool. There's so many amazing things that are happening for Belkis, and I'm just very excited for her and proud of her. And I appreciate that she's been my business partner and someone who's kind of let me bounce ideas off and maybe gone with some of the crazier ideas. Um, But we just found out last week that because of some of that work with that 11-year-old boy and other pro bono work she's done, she was going to be honored in January 2020 as um, the pro bono attorney of the year by the Young Lawyers Division for the Florida Bar. So it was an amazing honor. I'm going to post her nomination packet in the um, details of this um, episode because the things that people said about her were just so true, but also really incredible what um, several people in this community uh, wrote about her. So look out for Belkis, follow her at underscore Belkis Plata. She is um, really just such a great attorney, and if you ever need a juvenile attorney or a criminal defense attorney or a personal injury attorney, you know, she's your she's your girl. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for being here today. Um, if you like this episode, definitely give me a shout-out on social media at Mrs. Make It Ranka. 
like, and subscribe to our podcast. And we will be back next week with another episode. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tag me on social media at Mrs. Make It Ranka. Check out my website, MrsMakeItRanka.com. And I look forward to producing some amazing content next episode. So come back here next week for another amazing episode of Defining Success. Next time on Defining Success. Right. That's all it is. Right. So, uh, you know, that was hard to show this.